Hello and welcome to the Manifest Playbook. My name is Kayla. I am your host of this podcast and I'm so excited to be here. In this episode, I want to talk about how I changed my entire life without even realizing that I had changed my entire life. And that sounds a little weird probably like how did you not know that you were in the process of changing your life well it kind of hit me after the fact and honestly i'm really grateful for that because i think that if i had noticed what was happening while it was happening i probably wouldn't be in the spot that i've gotten to now so i'm excited to share a little bit about this journey and the events that led up to such which were not so good but i feel like that's what happens is you have a negative event that catapults you into realizing like i'm gonna go down this path or i'm gonna like get my shit together switch my stuff up and we're gonna go do something else and i chose the latter which i'm very happy about so this is how i changed my life without even realizing that i was doing so and we'll take it back a couple months to June of 2022 and this memory is now burned into my brain very similarly to other memories of the same sort and if you have listened to any of my recent previous episodes I've talked very openly about my decision to stop drinking and I've kind of mentioned the reasons that led up to it just that my relationship with alcohol was not a positive one but I want to talk on this specific experience that happened that made me realize okay you need to stop doing this or you are going to potentially lose your friends your family your it could have been my job like there were so many things that were at risk because of the decisions that I was making this fond event was actually my birthday and my birthday weekend that or the weekend we celebrated I should say so Friday we got to Boston we had a great time on Friday night got dinner got drinks it was amazing went back to the hotel went to bed and then Saturday rolled around and we went for a long walk in the morning um, just exploring went to brunch it was really lovely and by I would say maybe like one or two I think it was maybe closer to three actually now that I think about it we got back to the hotel room to change and get ready for dinner and I decided to open a bottle of champagne just to celebrate you know happy birthday to me well in that time frame I decided to drink the entire bottle I don't think my boyfriend had like even a single sip I'm pretty sure maybe a, a little a little glass but I don't I don't even think that. So I proceeded to drink an entire bottle of champagne before dinner. We went to dinner and got drinks. And then once I hit a point where I'm fairly intoxicated, I don't want to stop drinking. And that was the issue that I've had is that it's like an on or off switch for me. I'm either on and I'm drinking and I'm going hard or it's off and I'm good. Like things are okay. Well, that particular Saturday ended up being one of those nights where I took a turn and started to feel the monster inside of me come out, which 
I think we all know all too well, regardless if it's booze that triggers it or if it's certain emotions that trigger it, certain people, whatever it may be, we all have those situations where it flips like a switch inside of you and you turn into somebody who you can only describe as not yourself. And that's what happened. I turned into the drunk version of myself who is mean, who is selfish, who has no filter and I ended up taking that night and just completely disrespecting, disregarding what everybody else wanted to do and all I thought about was what I wanted to do. So I very quickly ruined that evening Um, like to the point where I was not, I was very intoxicated, very, very, very intoxicated. I don't remember most of the evening but I do remember we got back to the hotel room and I decided for whatever reason I was not done drinking so I walked by myself back into part of the city to go drink more like that was when I realized that the next well I should say the next morning when I realized what I had done was when I realized that that was a serious problem. I was putting myself and my health and my relationships at risk because of the way that I was handling myself and not just my like romantic relationship, but also with my family, with my friends, just like being an absolute total crazy person. So that was the event that originally triggered my decision to stop drinking. And as much as it hurts, it physically and mentally and emotionally hurts to think back on that weekend. But there are so many other instances that the same thing happened where I just could not control myself and went overboard and ruined what could have been a really good time because of my choices. So after coming home from that birthday weekend, I had made the choice to evaluate my relationship with alcohol. And I am so, so grateful that I did because it made me realize that I did not like the person who I was when I was drinking. I was deeply unhappy. I would get severe anxiety and very depressed when I was drinking. And I've talked about this before, but the reason that alcohol, the reason that you get that anxiety that we call it, is because alcohol spikes your cortisol levels after it is settled into your body. So like you think that you're relaxing when you've had a couple drinks, but in reality, what you're doing is just setting yourself up for a cortisol spike because you're, you feel relaxed because alcohol depresses your system. And then, and that's why we have those things. Like you start to not be able to control yourself as much. And so alcohol depresses your system. And then to get back to homeostasis, your body tries to re-regulate and it jacks up the cortisol levels with it, which is your stress hormone. So that's why you get the anxiety that we feel. So I was noticing because I was not drinking like that blackout crazy state every weekend or every day I should even say, but I was still drinking one to two glasses of wine, sometimes three every single night in a very like calm, you know, after dinner, before, during, and after dinner, I would say was a glass of wine. And it was just the point where I realized that I didn't like waking up hungover, feeling dry, feeling tired, feeling like not like what did I do last night? Cause when I would sit at home and drink, I would remember obviously, cause I wasn't going hard. It was just like laying on the couch, relaxing, watching TV, but still having that feeling of like, ugh, 
like I don't feel good, I started to hate that feeling. And that was when I dabbled in sobriety. And I actually, there were so many things that were aligned at this time. So I was in Manifestation University led by Rachel Gibbler, which I've talked about many times before. And I think that was really the catalyst of what made me change my life so drastically without realizing it because in that community, I was able to connect with people who are sober, who have been sober, who are going through the process, who are sober curious. And so I was able to connect with so many people who also didn't drink and just ask them about their experiences, learn the resources that they were using and just have those open dialogues without any judgment. Because sometimes when you want to talk to your family or friends about it, or even your partner, it can feel like, I don't want to say like they're being judgmental, but Some people will be like, why do you think you have a problem? I don't think it's that bad. You're okay. Like trying to justify their own decisions sometimes. And then sometimes it's just easier to talk to somebody who doesn't maybe know your history or is on the same path as you who can actually genuinely relate to like, yeah, I haven't had a drink in seven months. Let me tell you how I did it. So for me, that was a huge catalyst into quitting drinking and it has now been gosh I don't even know where my phone is I have a a countdown going it's either 59 or 60 days that I have not had a single drink which is huge to me and I don't know a time in my life prior to going to call like other than prior to going to college that I haven't drank for two months so it's been a huge win for me but I still have nightmares like every night that I break my streak and then I like have a drink and it's just really weird still working through that but anyway that was the biggest key component for me to changing my entire life was realizing that the demon that I was battling was right there in front of me the entire time I just needed to open my eyes and see it and see how it was affecting me see how it was affecting my relationships my health my mental state And maybe for you, your demon isn't drinking. Maybe it's something else. Maybe it's, it could be smoking cigarettes or smoking weed or um, using like sex as a coping mechanism. Like there are lots of different things that we use to cope with our emotions. And that was ultimately what it was as I was drinking because I was trying to drown out some kind of a feeling that I didn't even know that was there because I was suppressing it so much that I wouldn't allow it to come up. So maybe for you, it's not drinking that you need to cut out, but maybe there's something deep within you, some demon that you know you feel that you need to face head on to be able to change your life and get past that roadblock. So quitting drinking was the start of me changing my life. And then what happened after that has been nothing short of incredible. So once I decided to stop drinking, obviously there was a big gaping hole in my lifestyle because I had spent so much time and energy and money on booze that now there was all of this free time. That was the thing. And I have seen this because I'm in a lot of Facebook groups now with people who don't drink. The biggest thing that people have said is that they have all this free time now after they quit drinking. And I didn't realize what they were talking about until I also quit drinking. And I'm like, wow, I don't feel so sluggish and shitty at eight o'clock at night that I still am able to function and do things and get things done. Or, you know, it doesn't take me until noon the next day to feel good enough to do things. Like I wake up, I get out of bed and I'm ready for the day. With all that open time means that I needed to fill it with something. And if that something wasn't 
positive, it was probably going to be negative. So if I didn't find healthy ways to cope and new healthy habits to incorporate, I was going to go back to those negative patterns. And I don't remember which way this happened in. I'm still trying to figure it out because like I said, it kind of, I just like, it dawned on me the other day that like, wow, I have done a complete 180 of my life. But at the beginning of August, so probably a month into my non-drinking journey, I decided to create a habit tracker. And for me, all that was is a whiteboard calendar i actually found it from college like within my stuff so it's this blank calendar that it's a whiteboard you fill in the days obviously and for me i put like six habits on there that i wanted to incorporate and they didn't have to be something i did every single day but i wanted to be conscious of where i was using my time for me the first habits that i put on there were things like yoga and stretching reading journaling um, breath work working out outside and I think there was maybe something else I think there was a sixth one that I don't remember but that's okay so I put those six habits and they each had a different like symbol so they would either have like a colored circle or a check mark I only have four colors of whiteboard markers so that's why I had to like rotate them so I would do like a green circle if I worked out that day or a blue check mark if I journaled that day so they all kind of had a little symbol and I made a key at the bottom of what the habits were what the symbols were and every day I would fill out on my calendar which habits I did that day and then I started off with the calendar rating it a smiley face or a frowny face depending on if it was a good or a bad day then I realized that I wanted to be a little bit more specific I wanted to track my mood a little bit closer, like a little, that's, that's not the word I was looking for, a little more closely. And so I decided to switch from a smiley face to a frown, uh, smiley and frowny face to a one to 10 rating scale of my day. So one being it was the worst day in the entire world and 10 being it was the absolute best day in the entire world. And being able to see every day, like, okay, you know, today was an eight. Okay, yesterday was maybe a seven. And being able to pinpoint what the reasons were behind that has helped me a lot to be able to understand myself more and aid in this healing journey. If you are somebody who is looking to incorporate new habits or you found your demon, you're like, this is my issue, this is what I wanna drop, where are you gonna fill your time? If you decide to quit drinking, are you filling your time with smoking weed and scrolling on your phone and watching Netflix? Or are you going to go to yoga, go for a run, um, cook, do, do something else? Think about where you wanna spend your time. And that was what I had started to do. And I didn't even realize at first that it was happening. Prior to even making the calendar, I was just trying to incorporate things day by day. I was trying to, oh, I think meditating was the, the sixth one I forgot. So I was trying to meditate daily. I was trying to stretch daily. And then it got to the point where I had too many habits that I was trying to incorporate at once. So I realized, okay, I have this blank whiteboard. What am I gonna do with it? two and two equals four. So habits plus tracking them equals I'm going to stay on top of my shit. And I get to have the calendar right above my desk in my office. So I can see every single day if I did the habits, if I did, you know, yoga and a workout, or if I journaled and meditated, like it doesn't have to be perfect every single day. Like I said, now I have like eight or nine habits on there. It's closer to 10 probably. I'm not gonna do them all every day. 
that's a fact. Like it would take me all day to do all 10 things. So instead I just focus on finding three or four things that I can do. And I've even included things in there that'll help me get to my goals. So that was when I changed it for September. When I finished August and redid my calendar for September, I included daily habits that are going to help get me to my goal. So now not only are we incorporating healthy habits instead of using old unhealthy coping mechanisms, but now we're using these habits to get closer to our goals. So for example, one of my goals for September is to make 10 posts on my business page for the month. One of my habits on my tracker is a business post. One of my other goals is to try to upload every single week a podcast uh, for the month of September. So I have a habit on there that or like a little symbol on there that means that I uploaded a podcast. So now not only am I using these good healthy habits to replace my old unhealthy coping mechanisms, but now I'm including habits that are going to help me get to my goals. So at the end of the month, when I review my goals from September, I can see what days I did it on, how I felt on that day, and where I either hit the mark or missed it and how I can adjust. All of this, like I said, it all came together without even realizing it, but now that I'm seeing the full picture, I'm seeing all of the little pieces that kind of stacked on top of each other to create this foundation of healthier, more productive ways to manage my emotions. To review a little bit, basically the ways that I started to change my life were identifying my demons or the biggest thing that was holding me back from being the person I wanted to be, and then replacing that thing with healthy ways to manage my emotions. Because a lot of the time when we have these big demons, these things that are holding us back from our true potential, it are, they are things that are ways to suppress an emotion or suppress the feelings that we have that we don't want to face. And I will say it's not always easy to leave that unhealthy coping mechanism behind because it feels like a security blanket in a way. So to recap quickly on the things that we've covered so far, the biggest thing for me was identifying what my biggest demon was that was holding me back from my full potential. And for me, that was drinking. The second thing was removing that and filling that time, that space, that energy with productive and healthy habits. And the thing that I've found is that a lot of times these big demons that we suffer from, whether it be smoking, drinking, using sex as a coping mechanism, binging Netflix as a coping mechanism, scrolling on our phones all day, it is because we are trying to suppress or hide or not feel some kind of emotions within us. We are trying to just numb out. What I'll say is that this work can be really hard when you are having to face these things head on without a substance, without some kind of like mask to cover it or a way to get away from it. Sometimes you have to face these feelings and these demons head on. So if you are somebody who has a lot of like deep, deep trauma or things that you know are gonna come up for you, I would suggest maybe finding a therapist or a person who you can talk to or getting into journaling. Find a healthy, find those healthy coping mechanisms, but also know and notice in yourself if it is going to be something that is too difficult for you to do on your own, please, please, please get some help with it. Find somebody you can talk to, 
just make sure that you're being aware that you're not removing this unhealthy coping mechanism and then you're hanging over the edge of a cliff. So make sure that if you know, if you know that you have something so deep and traumatic that you need to work through, make sure you get the help to do so. Thankfully, I've been able to do this stuff on my own and being able to face those kind of monsters but I will go a little bit deeper into each of the habits that I've created so that you can see kind of how they've helped heal me and really bring that transformation to life. Because I'll be honest, like if you just, you know, decide to quit drinking and start doing yoga and drinking green juice every day, it's not going to get to the root of your problems. You would almost be masking those still. So it's a really hard balance between finding new healthy ways to cope and not continuing to mask your old problems if that makes sense the healthy habits that i have incorporated to really help bring this transformation to life first starting obviously with the quitting drinking and identifying and removing my demon from the situation <laughs> but shortly after that i had to fill the space so i started with yoga and yoga to me has genuinely been a very healing way to connect my mind body and spirit that is the intent of yoga yoga is not just intended to be some kind of a physical exercise it's more intended to bring your mind body and spirit together to really connect within your body and i am not a yoga professional I'm not a yoga teacher. I am just learning as I go from some of the most amazing people that I've ever met. What I've been lucky enough to have and experience are teachers who are really embodying the spiritual and the connective side of bringing yoga into your life as a way to heal and bring all the pieces of yourself together. Because sometimes our mind, body, and spirit are so disconnected that it can feel like we're operating on three different units. So yoga for me has genuinely been a great way to come back to my body and be more mindful. On top of that, I have also been incorporating meditation. And I know a lot of people struggle with meditation. I'll be honest, I still do. I still do. I still don't meditate every single day like I want to. It takes me a lot of time to sometimes get over the mental hurdle of being like, now I have to sit in silence for 10 minutes. Like, what am I going to do? I still rely heavily on guided meditations because I sometimes struggle with just sitting in the quietness by myself within my mind. And that's okay because I know that I'm trying my best to get to a point where I can sit for 10 or 15 minutes in silence and just not have to think about anything. But I know that's a process for me and that's gonna take a little bit longer to get to. So I have been using guided meditation. So if you're somebody who thinks you can't meditate, start there go on youtube search 10 minute guided meditation it really doesn't feel as long as 10 minutes i promise and then the other thing for me that i've always done but i wasn't as intentional with and now i'm getting much more intentional with it and playing around with it to find what i like the best and what movement feels good for my body is working out so i used to again use working out as an unhealthy coping mechanism because i hated my body and i had so much like self, I was so self-conscious. I had so much self-hatred. I just could not bear to look at myself in the mirror. So I would work out because of my hatred for my body. I would work out in spite of my body and not because I love it and I want to nourish it and honor it. So 
flipping that script has also been difficult, but now I work out because I am so lucky that I get to go to the gym every single day. I am so lucky that I can try Pilates videos online or go for a run on the treadmill or lift weights if I want to. There are so many options. And now that I'm using it as a fun way to bring movement to my body, it's completely changed how I view working out. So that has been another key thing for me. Uh, Another habit that I incorporate is working out. Um, It also is just really, really good for you, obviously. It makes you feel healthier, but genuinely you do get those endorphins after that make you feel good and make you feel accomplished. That's another habit that I have for a long time been using, but now I'm looking at it in a different light is working out. And then the other thing is journaling. That was a huge component for me when I first started my spiritual journey was like just sitting and journaling. I would journal when I first started learning about like manifestation, spirituality. I was journaling up to three times a day, morning, afternoon, and night, just getting every thought out that I could, doing all the future scripting, just totally like letting it all go and putting everything into a journal because there is something so therapeutic about writing your thoughts down on paper and it might sound so crazy like what's the difference between thinking it in my head and putting it on paper there is some kind of a release in the action of writing out your thoughts and feelings that will help you start to manage and see patterns that you couldn't have seen otherwise So that's another thing that I highly recommend if you are somebody who is trying to get past an old habit or a demon is to start journaling on it, write whatever comes into your head. There's so many journaling prompts out there and ways that you can journal. It doesn't have to be just one way. You could do a brain dump. You could do journal prompts. You could just do future scripting, whatever feels good to you. Just grab a journal and start writing. I promise it will help you recognize things that you didn't even realize until you put it all out on paper. All right, so we've talked about meditation, working out, journaling, yoga, and the other thing that I want to mention also is breath work. This is something that has been new to me. I was actually introduced to breath work through Manifestation University. The person within our group who led the breath work, her name's Allie. She is an absolute radiant light in this world. I think her podcast is actually, um, I think it's Bad Witches Only is her podcast. Highly recommend listening to her. She is such a light. She will make you so, so, so happy. But um, she led the breathwork session for Manifestation University. Let me tell you, I have done that. I did the session when we first did it. Balled my eyes out. Had the most like relaxing, releasing experience. Did it again afterwards. And same thing. Just more and more emotions come up. So you can choose to do some kind of a deep breathwork session like what we did there. It was like an hour long. Or you can also find videos on YouTube that are more centered around um, the calming your nervous system for in preparation for the day or whatever it may be. So now I'll go onto YouTube and search breathwork and I'll find 15 minute videos where they do like three rounds of breathing. And so it'll be, um, let's see. I can remember these, like the Wim Hof breath, breath of fire, um, shamanic breathing, and they're just different ways to breathe into your body, which there are more ways than you could think of how to breathe. Um, But the main focus around these is to just calm your nervous system and 
really reduce the stress in your body. Again, I'm not a scientist. Like I don't know all the details around it. Breathwork has been the newest thing for me, but I have found so much comfort in just practicing my breath. (laughs) It sounds so silly to say, because it's like, obviously we need the breath. Like we wouldn't survive if we didn't breathe. But let me tell you, this type of breathing is just worlds different than what you would expect. So um, breath work has been another thing that I have incorporated that has seriously helped me. And I like to do it in the beginning of the day, or if I start to feel anxious throughout the day, I'll try to do it then as well. Trying to make sure I got all of the habits here. So we covered breath work, we covered yoga, we covered meditation, we covered journaling, we covered working out. And I think those are the main ones. Just to, I guess, recap and bring this all together, sometimes you won't realize that you are on a healing journey until you are so deep in it, like I have been, and sometimes you need the plan to take the action. So for for a lot of people, I think, they create a plan and then they take the action behind it. For me, what worked best was starting with an action, the action of quitting drinking, and then the plan seemed to follow somehow behind whatever way you decide to do it is not right or wrong if you just need to start with an action because you know that's going to help you get to the next step by all means do that or if you're somebody who likes to plan and you know that you need a plan of action before you start making those steps then do that because whatever way you do it as long as you are focusing on bettering yourself bettering your health bettering your mental state you are doing it right regardless. And let me tell you also, sometimes you'll trip, sometimes you'll slip, sometimes you won't do your habits for a day. And that is okay. Don't be super hard on yourself. If you miss a day, if you don't have the best day ever, it is okay. So that is the story behind how I accidentally changed my entire life. It started out with a realization that there was something that was not meant for me that I was using as a crutch to hold myself back. And after removing that, my eyes were opened up to so many new ways to cope, to manage my stress, to identify the emotions that I was having and actually feel into them instead of shoving them away and pretending like they don't exist. And like I said, there is no right or wrong way to do this. As long as you are trying to better yourself and better your health, you are on the right path. So with that, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope that you could take something from it. I know that the way that I tend to do things is not always the way that you traditionally see it but for me it has worked and so I figured maybe if it worked for me it will work for somebody else if there are any habits that you have incorporated into your life or any things that you have changed to show up as the best version of yourself let me know what they are because I'm always looking to incorporate new habits into my own routine and would love to share any other habits or things that you have done or that you're working on that are helping you become the best version of yourself. Let me know what they are. Like and subscribe to this podcast if you enjoy it. It would mean the absolute world to me. And make sure to follow the podcast and myself on Instagram. My personal Instagram is Kayla C. Martin, Kayla spelled with an I. And you can also follow the podcast at The Manifest Playbook to get all the updates on when episodes are uploaded. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you again for listening to this. And I will see you next week. Bye. Bye.